this is that other sports show. Let's go. Two, one, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be back, an absolute pleasure. Uh, shout out to everybody who stuck through last week's show, despite technical difficulties. We're hoping this one sounds better. Jesse already sounds better in the tune-up and the warm-up, so I think we're good to go. Saturday morning, I've left the gym. I'm assuming Jesse is going to the gym after this. Is, is that what's cracking? Uh, no, I'm going to give my face an extra day to heal. So. Ah. Yeah, well, there's that. So, do you want to? Do you want to? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, uh, this show, it looks like it's going to be mostly NFL. There's going to be some NBA on the backside. Yeah. Uh, there, there is some boxing today. There's some, some female fights that I would encourage everyone to try and find. I assume they're going to be good. There's some UFC today that's free. That's pretty mama mid. I don't think we're going to touch it, to be honest. Jess, do you want to touch it? Not with a 10-foot pole. Okay, wow. So, but I can promise you next week we will be doing the UFC uh, main event card because there's bangers on that fucker. Like, I looked at that card last week and I, or, uh, I looked at next week's card yesterday and yesterday and I got fired up. I was like, that month, this motherfucker's got some bangers on it. So, um, listen, cross that bridge and we'll get there. But we've got a steady week of NFL here and here's the reality. We've got the... Primetime game, and I want to give Jesse a few minutes to talk about this. Jesse will talk, will spend five, ten minutes if I let him talking about this Kansas City uh, <laughs> Buffalo game. We, as always, have the lines in front of us. Shout out the lines.com. It's given us all your favorite gambling websites, whether it's DraftKings, Caesars, FanDuel, BetMGM, Points Bet, whatever you're using, it's using. Again, I'm Jay Valdez. This is Jesse Thomas. Hey, uh, Jesse, what happened to your nose? <laughs> it's actually a rather embarrassing story. Like uh, you mentioned on my on my IG, you know, boxers cut. And it does. It looks like looks like I was in a scrap. Somebody popped me in the in between the eyes on the bridge of the nose. And I got a little <clears throat> a cut. But what really happened was I got out of bed too fast because I'm old and my head was spinning. And I went to go Kidding me. went to go rip the wall because I felt dizzy. I was like, oh, I guess. And then I missed the wall. My equilibrium was completely off. I missed anything that would hold me up. And I fell straight down face first into my windowsill. And then I, I bounced off of that and hit the floor. So, Did you break the window? No, but I gave that motherfucker a run for his money. Yeah, I believe you did. I believe you did. <laughs> this is um, this is rather unfortunate. So, I, you know, Jesus, I felt like I should ask this before the show. And I feel like I have medical questions. Um, and of course, I'm no doctor or anything like that. I'm just a concerned friend. So, is it typical for you to wake up in the middle of the night dizzy, or how does, or, or is it a just is it a just a down to up position that's giving you a fit? What's going on? Uh, you know what? I'm not really. I'm not even really sure what happens. So, <clears throat> there's something with uh, when you get dizzy spells or the the kind of high head, like when you get up out of bed too fast or get up out of your chair too fast. You yeah. Kind of Right. Like it's just a simple drop of your blood pressure too quickly. The blood pressure drops real fast and then comes back up. I don't know why it happens like that, but that's what causes the dizziness. Okay. Uh, 
I I went to the hospital. Everything was checked out. I'm good to go. Like I'm healthy as a horse. I just for whatever <laughs> had that one moment in time. Thank you for clarifying. You went to the hospital. Gravity said, "Listen here, you 280 pound motherfucker. You're my bitch today." And gravity dropped my ass. You got uh, you got the 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 perfect drop kick right into the windowsill. The windowsill no sold, and then you just hit the floor like a flapjack. Yep. And I mean, this. So I don't know. Was it a lot of blood? Was it like flowing, or was it just a good enough cut where you're just like? And I'm assuming maybe your significant other was like, you need to fucking get to the hospital now. Is that what it was, happened? It was a pretty good cut on the bridge of my nose. I mean, you, you, you know, anybody that's ever watched fights, you can, it's a very thin piece of skin. And then the, the nose cartilage, it's like bone and then cartilage. So like it kind of split like right where the bone and cartilage meet. And so, I mean, you could see, you know, like the inside bridge of my nose. Jesus. And yeah, that's it, a this is how much of a knuckle dragger I am for anybody listening to this to this show. I am a, I am a true life knuckle dragger. I am a caveman. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's in his DNA. I I'm sitting there bleeding, looking at myself in the mirror. And the first thing I think of is, you know, this will stop. I'm just gonna go to work like this. I don't care. Like I'm good. <laughs> this will uh, stop. <laughs> That's how it works. It goes, then it stops. Right. And so, uh, uh, after checking my teeth, making sure my nose was still straight, uh, the only thing that was happened was uh, I cut the bridge of my nose and uh, the like the bottom of my nose, the little you know like where your nostrils are, kind of yeah. got bruised because I just smashed those bad boys. But I went to the doctor. They look at me. The funny part of the story is this: so, Jay, you know what I do for a living. So, yes, I had taken a kid in. Because he had gotten into a, a fight with a, a supposed laundry machine, and he lost badly. He had his lip split. Mm. I remember taking him into the doctor. The doctor was like, "All right, man. So we're obviously gonna have to do stitches because your lip split in two two places." So what happens was the kid, uh, he's like, "Oh, I can do stitches," and the doctor goes, "You know, the stitches aren't the bad thing. It's the uh, numbing shot that's oh Jesus, that needle." So you have to get your cut or wound out, and then you have to have the needle with numbing jabbed into the wound and then injected into the wound so it eventually becomes numb. Remember this kid screaming like a 10-year-old child who just was told, no, you can't have that toy from Walmart. And the doctor comes up to me and goes, hey, man, we can do stitches. It'll lessen the scar. Or we can do glue. <clears throat> are but you won't have to do the stitches and that one memory went through my head i said doc wow stars i can't believe it i said super glue my ass up let's do this you had that what do they call it is it a deja vu moment where you remember yeah. kids screaming and then you just you check the fuck out i mean sabu wrestled terry funk and he in a barbed wire match and he got really really badly cut up with barbed wire and he just glued himself back together he literally just got super glue with bill alfonso and they just glued him back together so this is i mean it's a medical it's you know it's medically accepted yeah it's the most expensive uh, super glue I've ever paid for. But... Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, there's no reason to discuss American health uh, cost. And we're not doing this. We don't do that on this show, Jess. You just, 
listen, you're balling. You just you just deal with it. It's just another expense. Just chalk it up not- to the expenses. Put it on the card. Throw it in the bag. God bless. God bless all doctors and nursing staff. You guys are all amazing people. Yeah, even. and you're not the ones that are billing us, right? You guys are That's incredible. Right. Listen, and the hardworking firemen. <laughs> Hey, can we start doing some football? What do you think? Yes, please. Let's talk football. All right. All right. So uh, another terrible Thursday night game. Do you want to discuss that Bears game? you want to touch that with a 10-foot pole? Uh, I just want to say this. I think that Taylor uh, Heineke, Taylor Heineken Heineke gives the Washington Commanders a little bit more room for the possibility of winning games than Carson Wentz. I think we've seen That's Carson fine. Wentz and all, all that Carson Wentz can do. And yes, there's games where he can look good. There's games where he looks very mum 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 mid, and then unfortunately, there's games now where we see him just look really bad. And don't get me wrong, the Bears should have won that game. Uh, I have my money on Washington. I'm glad that that came through for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Justin Fields, I'm sorry, my man Chris, I love you, bro. But Justin Fields is not the answer. I said it last week. You've been, still, you've been pounding this drum. You're officially pounding this drum. Justin Fields is not the answer to Chicago. So, I I, I tweeted it, and uh, I want to say this: you can't have that jumping motion style of throw when you're that size. It's always gonna lead to you exposing your upper body, your hips, <laughs> your rib cage for 320 pound guys to spear you like edge. And uh, how many wrestling takes we get in this one? I love it. I love it. Um, So I I just, I hate his throwing motion. And I I tweeted this as well to our boy at Chris W. Powers, XYT Music. What, um, it's, can he see over the line? Is it a scenario where he's just too short and he can't see over these line, his offensive linemen or the defensive linemen that are coming at him at high speeds? That fucking jumping pass. It is, it just ain't always gonna work. I feel like, much like that pass across your body across the field, I've seen it go the bad way more than I've seen it go the good way. Like, I'm not a big numbers guy, but that, that's a numbers don't lie to me thing. Like that, that right there, you don't do those things. It never ends well for a quarterback. So Chris himself acknowledged it on that Twitter, and he said, hey, listen, I don't think it's sustainable for the – I don't know. If he, when he says sustainable, I don't know if he means the next few weeks, the rest of the season, but – Time will tell. So Washington is the trash team. Those are trash teams. I, yeah. I saw the lineup for the next three weeks of Thursday night games, and I saw some sexy teams in there. But with that said, I'm probably still betting the under on the next one or two Thursday night games, just the overall point total under, because it, it just feels like that's how we're going. That seems to be the trend, uh, if you will, Jess. Look, we I, talked, about, talked about it last week, man. That That trip from Sunday to Thursday – that's no that's not a fun that's not a fun week man that's not a fun week you have two teams even if they're incredibly talented you have incredibly talented quarterbacks and skill skill players the short week just it messes everything up you know athletically like perfect like performance wise you know you're just not running at 100 percent either you know, you're running like 90 or 87 percent or something you know like you there's can't no tell way. me you cannot tell me there's guys in that game that don't have the mentality of we just got to get through this fucking game we just, oh. I don't even care if we win or lose. I just got to get through this fuck game. Because I was just in the trenches for fucking 35 snaps. And now I got to go through another 35 snaps three days later with no walkthrough. And I had to face fucking Bosa. And now I got to face some other animal. Yeah. Like, that's, that's fucking all bad. And again, I'm pounding this drum. 
it's not going to happen. I get it. But at some point, the NFL should, should look at their players, talk to the uh, Players Association, and go, hey, listen, we're going to start treating these games a little differently. They're going to be the first game after a bye. So you're the bye team week four. That means week five, you're playing on Thursday night, and you've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all those days to prepare for your next game. So there's, there's time there. You can't just do this, fucking throw a team on a Sunday and then they're playing on a Thursday and then they're playing again on a Sunday morning. It's it's just too much. So, Jess, we're, again, we're always going to be on that. I understand, again, the NFL will not do that because there's just way too much money fucking going, a- being funneled here, whether it's these multiple gambling sites that we've just discussed or it's the, the contracts with Amazon, all, all of this shit. It's just a, a big enormous chain reaction to where they're just going to keep having these terrible games. Uh, Jess, let's hop right in here. Four and a half point favorite on the road, San Francisco. They're traveling west to east to Atlanta. Your boy Mariota, I believe he's still the quarterback there. They're a four and a half point dog, and that's across the board. Jess, who you got? Uh, I think I gave Mariota six games before he gets benched, so we'll see what happens. Uh, We're right right around that threshold. I got San Francisco. San Francisco, uh, I mean, the points sound good to me. I think that it'll even be a little bit more than that, uh, probably more like seven, nine-point win. I think Mariota has uh, – he's not coming to his own quite yet, but he's playing sort of within himself in that that offense. Some things are working. He didn't have Kyle Pitts last week. Uh, I think Pitts is back now. Uh, Drake London needs to be targeted like ten times more a game. Yep. You, you need to just start feeding the playmakers. I think that uh, San Francisco's offense will struggle at times and give uh, the Falcons a chance to catch up. But uh, maybe a close first half, San Francisco opens it up in the third. I'd like to talk to people that have truly watched a full quarter or a half of Atlanta games, because I have not. It's just we're in that part of the season where I'm either watching Red Zone, which is not featuring a lot of Falcons drives, I'm watching the Niners games or I'm watching the Cowboys games or whatever the great spotlighted games are. That's where I'm at. So I'm, I I feel like I'd like to see what Atlanta's doing more offensively. Are they really featuring Mariota there and playing to its strengths like the Browns were with Mayfield? Or are they just kind of throwing them out there and letting them kind of fucking figure it out? I hate that idea. Again, I don't know enough about Atlanta to, to or have seen enough Atlanta football to know this. But I know this. This is an easy 7 to 10 point win for the Niners. Yeah. This feels like a 20 to 10, 20 to 13 type of win. Their defense makes plays. Once again, I'm going to keep talking about that uh, safety whose name I'm going to keep destroying. He's getting he's getting those Palomalu comparisons, and I didn't even know this. He's USC guy. Did not fucking know this, Jess. So that's interesting. He's actually uh, he actually went to high school here in Oregon. Ah, no shit. So, so from Oregon to Southern Cali, now yeah. to the Bay. We're all rooting for this kid. Uh, the Browns. The Brownies are a two and a half point favorite at home. This is against the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, they're doing that thing. Belichick's sticking around. One week they look stinky and one week they look good. What, uh, Jess, I want to get your opinion on this quarterback because I know you're getting some, I know you're getting your eyes on him. Um, this new Zach. Zach. And, uh, Zach attack. And, uh, and again, of course, two and a half across the board, Cleveland at home. That almost feels like they're saying this is a wash. Who you got? 
You know what? I'm going to go upset here. I think New England, <laughs> uh, New England goes into to Cleveland and they win this game. I think Bailey Zapp, Bailey Zapp brings a, a different type of quarterback mentality to this team. He's he's more open uh, as he was, I believe, in Western Kentucky. I think that's where he came from. I think he played in a, a very air, you know, air it out type offense. He's not afraid to throw the ball. He's throwing the ball downfield. He's getting guys open. Uh, New England's going to have to struggle to find the run game. They have good running backs, but a poor offensive line. That's kind of what's holding them back a little bit. But I'm not saying Mac Jones and Bailey Zapp, there's going to be some sort of quarterback controversy. I just think that when you have a backup quarterback (laughs) and still continue to open up the offense while your starter's out, just let them go, man. I'm going New England. Well, listen, as a Cowboys fan, trust me, I, I get it. Uh, the, the, when there starts to be more and more footage there, I, I get it. But I, I'm I'm going to go opposite here. I'm going to lean Cleveland. This, to me, feels more like a three to a seven-point win for Cleveland. So I can see this being a four to seven-point win. This is going to be a old-school AFC game, run the ball, run the rock. Cleveland's going to run the ball a ton. The Patriots are going to run the ball a ton. I don't know what the overall spread is here. It wouldn't surprise me if it's 29 or 30, but this feels like a 17-13 type game. I like Cleveland. I still love their running backs. Don't hit that blunt hunt and uh, big chub. And uh, Jacoby, he's, he's kind of this, – this is Jacoby, right? He's kind of doing a thing. Oh, man, I got a root for Jacoby. And he's just a cool dude. Not Just not turning the ball over, making, the, making some smart plays. And again, they run the ball, man. They're fucking tough. And Amari too. Talking about another coop. This kid's this kid. Kid's still kind of making plays. Slow. Uh, he's quietly having a really good season. He's one of these guys. If you picked up and picked him up in fantasy in a later round, you're fucking loving him. Uh, so yeah, we disagree on that one. Uh, the New England Jets. I'm sorry, the New England Jets. I'm losing it already. Jets. The New Jersey, <laughs> New York Jets. They are a large. This is one of the larger numbers that I'm seeing. Look at it, the overall numbers here. Seven and a half across the fucking board. We're getting a lot of across the boards here, Jess. These, oh. these, these fucking odds makers, they're, they're, they're talking. These big sharks are talking. Uh, seven and a half. Green Bay's back home. They had a weird London game. We had a, a weird pro, uh, post-presser from Aaron Rodgers who wasn't liking some of the energy in that locker room. Seven and a half point favorite at home. Uh, who you got, Jess? Dude, it's hard to be high and happy on mushrooms and shit when you, the locker room's down, bro. You, you've got to, hey, man, come on, guys. Let's keep this vibe up. Everybody smoke a little with me. Let's do yeah, this thing. Can't be mellow, bro. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, look, so uh, when it comes down to games like this, I've said it before on the podcast, I typically will go, who's got the better quarterback? Well, in this case, it's either Zach Attack Wilson or Jordan Love, because I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to play this week. I think he's injured. If Jordan, if Jordan Love has to play, I'm going to take Zach Wilson and the Jets. They, they've got a <coughs> fairly healthy team on both sides of the ball. Zach Wilson brings a little bit of excitement back to, to New Jersey uh, for you New Jersey Jet fans. Um, and uh, it, Jordan Love, he's been in the league now for like three years, four years, something like that. Just really has never gotten off the blocks. I'm not saying put a, a fork in the kick gun, but – he probably shouldn't be in Green Bay right now. So I think it's very much like holding his career back a little bit. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I'll go ahead and make that pick back to Green Bay. So it just depends. Who, who's quarterback? Packers. 
Yeah, I'm I'm fucking googling like you wouldn't believe, and I'm searching Twitter trying to find a report because I have not seen this at all, um, and I see no, I see none of this. So this is the first that I've heard of it. I'm under the assumption that Rogers is playing. I'm on, that's why the line is still so wide, the seven and a half. I think if the if 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 Vegas had some skinny or some some type of of knowledge that Rogers is not going to play, I think the swing would be enormous. This would be more like a three or a three and a half at home. I'm assuming Rodgers is playing. I like the seven and a half and then uh, to the eight. The Jets are young. Soleil's figuring it out over there, but these are one of those these are these are one of those growing pain losses where, you, where he's just losing this game. The seven and a half is high. Again, I'm under the assumption assumption that Rodgers is playing, uh, yeah. and I'm go I'm going Green Bay wins and covers. But I'm with you. The Jets are young. Jets are hungry. They got some sneaky shit going on there. They've got a lot of talent too. On in, in that that rookie class. Yep, their rookie class is. It's not like you know a lot of teams like Jacksonville in the past few years has always had a, a crap ton of draft picks, and then you would like seeing them you know release all of them except for like one guy. You know the Jets draft picks over the last couple of years are all panning out. They're all playing very well and they're all getting better. So now you have this really young group of core guys. They're going to come up in the same system together as long as Robert Salab uh, continues to coach. And I think that's a good, uh, that's a good place to be right now. In football is a, a, a jet. I'm going. Yeah. So we're, we're both on the same page on that. We both like that defense. And as long as Salah sticks around, uh, I think that team's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who I still have not figured out yet, Jess, <laughs> they are home, two-and-a-half-point favorite. The young Jacksonville Jaguars are stepping in there. We've been talking about this for six weeks now. I'm still pro-Trevor. You're still anti-Trevor. You don't think get him out yet, but you're, but you're off him. You don't think he'll be a top-10, top-12, top-15 quarterback. The two-and-a-half is interesting to me, Jesse, because at home, that tell me, tells me it's almost a pick him. Uh, with that said, who you got? Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I may not be completely convinced that Ro- that Trevor Lawrence is the guy. Like, he still has some mobility issues. Like, he's mobile, but he doesn't use it correctly. His pocket awareness is obviously not that great yet. So I'm hoping to see a little bit more growth in that area. We know that he's got the arm strength, and he is an athletic kid. But I, I just want to see a little bit more, especially in the leadership area. I want to see him actually lead this football team. Matt Ryan, I am completely over. That guy needs to retire. Like yeah, yesterday. his arm is busted. It's it's mechanically. It's he, that line. That line stinks. The line is terrible. It's doing him no favors. Poor, poor Jonathan Taylor, who just last year was like the best running back in the league, led all running backs in yards. I believe he led running backs in touchdowns. Yeah, he had a monster year. It now because he don't want to get his ass hurt. He's like, oh man, I feel. I, I, I well, well, they're they're also down in a lot of games, so they're fucking throwing. But you're asking Ryan to throw, and he's got a terrible offensive line that's not giving him time to throw. I've watched Matt Ryan scramble like a quarterback, a scrambling quarterback, and I'm going. That dude's not supposed to be scrambling. This is all bad. <laughs> it's been documented with the Colts games, though, that their line the last two or three weeks is an absolute fucking trash. Injured. They left, left tackles are moving to right guard. Right guards are moving to fucking left ends. It's an absolute fucking mess there. So uh, uh, go ahead, Justin. Sorry. 
No, but needless to say, I'm going to go with the young upstart Jags in this game. I think Jacksonville takes this game. They probably win by three, you know, anywhere from three to six points. I think they stay as close. Matt Ryan is a savvy vet, and they have some playmakers. I don't think that it's going to be some blowout by Jacksonville, but Jacksonville picks up the win. Yeah, this will, I 100% agree with you. I thought this might be another game that we disagree, but uh, I think Jags win and, of course, cover outright. Um, that two and a half is just, it, it to me, tells me a ton. Um, yeah. I'm still all in on Lawrence. I see a lot of fluidity on him when they do show him. They show his drives on red zone, and he looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> so um, I'm still in. I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, interesting spread here, and I'm still, again, seeing it across threes. We got Minnesota. People are not talking about Minnesota, Jess, and they've got a, a pretty decent record here. They're going up against Miami. They're traveling. Minnesota is a three-point favorite across the board. Miami at home, three-point dog. Who you got? Uh, I read that two of two past protocol. Is he going to play or is I know uh, no chance, no chance. He sits this week, and you got to play Skylar Thompson, who. I mean, we've seen, you know, he's a rookie, man. He's a rookie man. coming off the bench. It's tough. It's a tough job. Being a backup quarterback is a tough job. You don't get the reps. You know, you don't get the time with the first team. It sucks. Uh, in this case, I, I'm going to tell you, I think that people don't want to talk about Minnesota because I feel like for every year for the past 10 years, there's been some news <laughs> guy or gal that's picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Like, oh, yeah, Kirk Cousins, this man. This year. This, this year, we're good. Year. They're going to lead him to the promised land. Oh, Dalvin Cook, man, 2,000-year rusher. Hey, Justin man. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Do big things. And then the Vikings always have a pretty decent record at the end of the season. Mid-season. Kirk, mid-season, right around now. Kirk Cousins, he throws for, like, near 5,000 yards for the past, like, eight years. But when it comes to winning big games, I think people in Minnesota have stopped wanting to talk about Minnesota and, like, you know, just in case they actually are good, they don't want to, like, jinx anything. But I got I got Minnesota in this game, especially – I mean, it sucks. Miami's at home. But without Tua, that offense is meant for him, not for Skylar Thompson. You can't just replace quarterbacks like that, especially in a system that's been built for the, the uh, a specific quarterback. So I got Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. I think the rookie coach is going to dial up a ton of extravagant plays to get him involved, to get his playmakers involved. But outside of that, they're running pretty thin. Um, and they, they need their starting quarterback. And without him, they, again, as you mentioned, Jess, it's a backup quarterback going against a pretty stout – I was able to stick that in there before you – stout yeah. defense. Um, yeah, this feels like an absolute laydown. This feels almost like a seven-point win for Minnesota. For sure. And you are right, Jess. Minnesota's just playing the same hits that they play every single year. They're above 500. They're five and two. They're four and two. They're, they beat teams that they should beat. And and we have this nobody's talking about them conversation every fucking year. I just wanted to get it started early. The Bengals. And here's where the line fluctuates from anywhere between two and a half to a three. On the road, they're playing New Orleans. New Orleans, three-point dog at home. Jess, who you got? Uh, I'm buying it, man. I'm buying the Bayou Bengals in this game. I wow. think uh, I think that uh, I, I honestly I haven't heard if Jameis is going to play. I think that Jameis is still not playing this week, from what I understand. I could be wrong, but either way, I like the Bengals in this game. I think Joe Burrow's starting to get some of that swag back. 
He Jamar Chase is going to have to eventually get more involved into this offense. They still have playmakers with uh, uh, Higgins and, and some of those other wideouts. Joe Mixon is starting to pick up his play, which is part of the course for his career. He's used generally a second half, you know, season kind of guy. And that defense has been solid. All- so I'm going to go buy you Bengals. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Everything you said here is, is where I'm at. They're starting to figure some stuff out here. That Super Bowl hangover finally might be wearing off. Three-point favorite on the road feels about right. And and like you said, I, I think New Orleans is game as hell, but I just I just can't see. This feels to me like a shootout that's going to end like 27-23, 24-30 Bengals. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, they are anywhere between a five-and-a-half to a six-point favorite. They got a little juice here. They're going against the New York football giants. I got that fucking New York football team right on the first try. They are a six to a five and a half point dog on your favorite betting websites. Jess, we're still drinking the Lamar Kool-Aid, you and I. I think if we're slotting our MVPs, he's right next to or right above. Yeah. Uh, the guys that we've been talking about, including your quarterback. Uh, with that said, Jess, who you got? Uh, I, you know what? I hate to bet against the guy that I think is the front runner for MVP. I think Lamar Jackson is going to find a way to win games uh, with or without a number one wide receiver. Lamar Jackson just continues to just make absolute jaw dropping, never seen before plays. He will continue because that's the kind of athlete he is. Uh, they will never in in the offense that Harbaugh has set out. They will never win. Uh, you know, 42 to 13 type games, they're always going to be in that 26 to like 17 type range or less. They're more defensively schemed football team. And then on the offense, they just kind of let Lamar kind of let loose and just play like backyard football almost. Uh, just, you know, guys just got to get open. And you know what? Mark Andrews, yeah. we talk about Travis Kelsey all the time. Kelsey is the best tight end in football. But if there is a number two possibly tied, like 1A, 1B, it's it's fucking Mark Andrews. That guy doesn't drop nothing. He is a beast in the middle. He can sky it up in the corner of the end zone. You can throw him the ball wherever on any part of the field, and that young man will go out there and catch that football. I like the Baltimore Ravens in this game. I, I, I almost feel like he is truly the ultimate safety valve. But Kelsey, Kelsey just scored four touchdowns in a game of full Al Bundy at Paul Kai policy, so it's almost impossible to argue. Um, okay, so Jess, you are again spot on. We spent no time waxing poetically about the Giants once again. This is less about the Giants and more about the Ravens. The Giants defense is not going to be able to contain Lamar, and he's going to be able to get the 23 to 27 points that they need. And the Giants aren't going to be able to score that many points because they have a problem getting 20. This is uh, To me, the five and a half feels about right because this game to me feels like a 27 to 20 game. Maybe maybe it gets messy at the end and you see something like 33-23. Um, but I, I like the Ravens. And again, I, you nailed that you're spot on. I think it's interesting. So you don't think Perryman, is that the kid's name? What is the kid's name? The, you don't think he can be a number one there? Bateman, they have Bateman. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Bateman, I'm Rich, so sorry. Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I mean, he's I young. Remember, you don't think you don't think he could be the guy? I can't remember what school that kid came from, but he came in with some hype. 
I just don't see him being a. He's not a number one guy, not yet. He's, he's, he's not Antonio Brown. He's not. He's not any of those guys. He's, he's a little green. He's got to yeah, have there's some. That. There's that. And yes, there's that. There's that. He's hurt a lot this season, so he's not been on the field as much as he could have. He's been banged up, and he's sat a few games here and there. So, you know, the 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 Ravens are literally using, like, a bunch of, like, you know, third-string-type wide receivers to come in and try to win football games. But, no, but you're right, though. End of the day, end of the day, Jess, you're right. It's all Andrews. It's Lamar. Yep. It's Andrews. It's exotic plays that Harbaugh is smart enough to play to draw up. And it feels like they are playing schoolyard NFL street on the Xbox football. Where Love at some that. point, where at some point Lamar goes, I'm looking at fucking two dudes. I'm looking at my fucking running back coming out of the backfield, or I'm making a fucking play. That that's it. And that and that that's really it. There comes it feels like they, there comes a point in every game where Lamar just goes, okay, this is all cool and cute, but now I'm just gonna literally draw this shit up in the fuck. I'm looking at the wristband to appease the, the coach. But I'm gonna draw some <laughs> shit up, Andrews. You know where your guys going soft at? Fucking be there, a wide receiver. You're either fucking going deep or you're fucking cutting. You're cutting across the fucking field, doing some type of crisscross with Andrews. Whichever one of you fuckers is open, I'm going to you, or I'm just making a play with my fucking legs. Uh, one more thing about Lamar, because we've been blowing him every fucking week. Why stop now, dude? <laughs> his progression from Louisville. Right, he's a Louisville yeah. guy. I just want to double check. Yeah. And I remember the throws, watching him make throws in bad weather games, and going, "Man, this kid, this kid can make throws." And you see him now, five, six years later, he's putting that muscle mass. He's eating right. He's got fucking dietitian. He's a uh, shout out Che Rollins. He's got fucking Che Rollins over there meal prepping him. Um, and now he looks, he just looks so good. And that's the shit that makes him elite. That's that really truly is. Uh, we'll talk about it more next week. And we got plenty real, of real, real quick, Go just bounce off that. He does look super healthy. Remember him coming into the league? He was just this skinny kid who had a, a, a big arm and just had crazy running athletic ability. Now, like when you talk about guys like Josh Allen and these giant quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen's like 6'4, you know, 245 pounds. You can't now. You have to include Lamar in this. Like he's just this giant man. He's a big dude now. He's put, put on that the weight, weight on put in that a proper weight on. way. Nice and healthy. You obviously he kept his legs underneath him and the speed. I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson's a problem for the NFL, and he will be. Guys, so guys, guys like Fields and guys like Kyler Murray, they're not going to be able. They they're not going to put that weight on to benefit them because they're going to either lose a little bit of other speed, which makes them that great. Or there, it doesn't matter because there, it's a height thing. With them. Yeah, not necessarily. You know, Lamar is just that inch and a half, two inches taller that Lamar is, if not more, is the difference between him being able to see over those linemen and not, and and not have to make those stupid jumping fucking passes that you never see him make, or at least not as frequently. Um, all right, let's keep it fucking moving here. We're in agreement there. We both love Baltimore. We both love the points. Two big spreads. Let's put, let's just fucking fire through these jets. Tampa Bay, 10 to a nine and a half across the board. They are traveling. They are at Pittsburgh. Let's not focus on Tom Brady's marital problems, right? Hey, listen, we've all fucking been there. We've made mistakes. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pittsburgh, they're gonna they're gonna run our the young Kenny out there again. And uh he's playing another tough defense, which is tough, even at home. Jess, who you got? Uh, I really liked, I just want to say, I really liked what I saw from Kenny Pickett in the Buffalo game. Mm. I know that like stat wise, like it was probably better than his actual play. He had a couple yeah, of, really that's dumb. Picks, but like the kid showed moxie, 
he took hits. He went after guys. Like, he was out there throwing with big Jordan Phillips. I mean, that's tough to do, man. Jordan Phillips, 340-pound man. Kenny, Kenny Pickett was like, ah, I'm hats off. Let's do this. I like the moxie on the kid. With that being said, Pittsburgh as a team is absolutely trash. I love Mike Tomlin to death. We blow him every week also. Yep. I will continue to do so because he's he's one of my personally uh, personal favorite head coaches of all time, and he is a definite Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame head coach when his time comes. And he will eventually turn this Steelers team around, but it will not be this. Yeah, not today. It is not this week. They are going to lose badly. Tom Brady is going to go in there, show Kenny Pickett how quarterbacking is really done. Tampa Bay by a lot of points. Yeah, angry, frustrated Tom Brady. He's got baby mama issues. He's got to take it out on somebody. It's going to be this defense. Uh, they, Pittsburgh's defense keeps them in games when offenses are mid, when, they, when they're playing against teams that are mid, and they can win 17, 13 games with a rookie quarterback. They, uh, fucking uh, Tampa Bay is going to score 27 to 30 points in this game. Yeah. Tampa Bay big. I like Tampa and the points. Carolina Panthers, another big spread here. Traveling west, nine and a half, ten points on some of your favorite gambling websites. To the mighty Los Angeles Rams. Jess, who you got? Uh, I told you last week, man, I'm never rooting for Baker again. I The Rams, Rams, <laughs> Rams by double the point. Take all but, uh, no, uh, I, I'm not even sure Baker's playing, to be honest. I, I know that he's got the like – the, coach. They got a bunch something. of shit going on, Jess. They got – you know, there's rumors about everybody's for sale, including the kitchen sink and the and – the, the, the dietitians are back there getting traded for draft picks right now. Like, are you trading McCaffrey to the Bills on Twitter right now? Uh, right now. We're doing it right now. Uh, we're trading McCaffrey to the Bills. <laughs> also, <laughs> fifth-round pick. Uh, we're getting Odell Beckham Jr. We're single the, the, the LeBron Miami Heat team when they won that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, again, uh, I, I, I don't like a lot about Carolina. And it has nothing to do with, like, Baker, really. Like, Baker's just Baker. He's he's in a bad spot again, and uh, I just think that you know the Rams have to look good at some point in time this season. So why not start against the Carolina Panthers? I got the Rams. I'm going to take. Uh, I don't like the points. I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't like the points. I think it's a little high. Uh, we did this last week with the Bills and uh, with the who was it? the Bills uh, Pittsburgh. Bills. And I said, listen, pal, you're you're so off on these points. It's going to be double this. Um, I was wrong. Yeah, and I think you're wrong on this one. Carolina is an absolute fucking mess right now, and they have no idea who's coming, who's fuck going. And you are a million percent right. Traveling east to west, this is a, this this is a recipe for thirty to ten. This is a recipe for thirty to thirteen. This is a recipe for the Ram. It looks like the Rams get on. Get our back on track, and Cooper has twelve catches for one hundred sixty nine yards, and two touchdowns. And who's who's the wide receiver they got from the Browns? Or I'm sorry, from from the Bears? So they have a, didn't they get a good receiver? Alvin, 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 Alvin. This is the Allen Robinson show. This, this is fucking Stafford's back. This is they run it up. Um, and uh, let me say this, and then we'll keep it fucking moving. Shout out to that fucking slime coach. Uh, you gotta love the coaching system. This guy left that college, that that team, the the team that he had. I don't even know what fucking school he went to, front, came from. He left that school high and dry. He fucking told the Jets, handshake uh, deal, hey, I'm coming to the Jets. Carolina gets on the fucking phone with him and his agent, and they go, 
hey, actually, we're we're way more interested and we'll give you way more money. He fucking has his agent call the Jets back, says thanks, but no thanks. Fucking walks away <laughs> from a handshake agreement, Jess. Jets go on and fucking hire Salah. That worked out okay. This slime shows him in Carolina and completely fucking fumbles the bag, ruins that team, sets it back. Set that team back five years, and they were already set back fucking ten. This team is an absolute shell shit. And again, Jess, the great thing about that coaching tree is he'll have a fucking job in two years at some linear college, some fucking mid-college, and that will only lead him to going back to an SEC school or a fucking Pac-15 school or whatever the fuck they are now. It'll be something like that. You know how it works, Jess. You know the fucking wash, rinse, repeat. We've done this too many fucking times as long as we've been doing this podcast. Tell me what I'm wrong, please. It's how it works. Not only that, but Matt Rule is walking away after getting... Guaranteed! uh, Ceremoniously fired with a guaranteed $40 million. And you know that somewhere down the line, he is going to go back to college. He's going to pick up a team at like Southern Liberty State or something. They're going to pay him $3 million a year. And he's going to coach them up a couple years. And then he's going to have a... You know, he's going to have a Clemson or an Alabama or, you know, somebody saying, hey, we got an offensive coordinator position available. We want to hire you. Now that three million a year goes to seven and a half million a year. And he's still hoarding that 40 million that he got from Carolina. He took the bag, baby. I'm just I'm floored. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, they're a two and a half point favorite on the road versus Seattle. I don't is Seattle playing. Teddy Spaghetti? Are they playing? Who are they playing? I already forgot. Jess, who you got? Geno Smith. Geno, Geno's winning games for them right now down the pack Northwest. Uh, you know, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around what is missing in Arizona. Yeah, you've got, honest. you've got pieces. You've got a, a head coach who has some like thinking outside the box offensive mentality. And now I hear they're talking about firing that guy. You, I know, right? Kingsbury now is like, well, you know, if I go, can I take Kyler Murray with me? Like, <laughs> so they're all packaged. Yeah. I mean, I don't. They got the same agent. So, what is wrong, Jay? Before I, so first of all, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to lean Seattle in this game. Oh wow! I'm leaning Seattle. Geno, unbelievable. Geno Smith has this team thinking that they're contenders, even though they're not, and that's a scary thing for people who think they're contenders without having any proof to back it up. The Seattle Seahawks are running off full moxie right now. They are like, they're they're thinking they're a bunch of shit kickers over here. The Arizona Cardinals are over here trying to figure out who the hell are we? Are we a first team? Are we a pass first team? Are we a defensive team? Uh, Kyler, why are you still playing video games when we're supposed to be in Like, what the fuck? Call of Duty time. So I think that right now, if I have to say who is the more complete not better like overall or not, but who's the more complete football team? I'm taking Pete Carroll's Seahawks, and I think I'm taking the Seahawks in an upset. Wow, um, this feels like Vegas is spot on. I like Arizona, but not maybe six six points to a touchdown. I think Arizona figures it out. I love where your head's at because if if Arizona doesn't score 17 points, and if this is like a if Arizona's got 13 points going into that fourth quarter, holy fuck, it's going to feel like upset special, and the heat's going to be on Kyler. He's going to be on that fuck coach like you wouldn't believe. 
But this to me feels like Arizona has just enough firepower and Kyler can make just enough plays against that defense to where they score 17, 20 points. And I don't feel like Seattle can put up enough points. I, I again, I just, I don't trust, you know, I don't trust, you know, it, it really comes down to can, can the kid make plays? Can the receiver make plays? And, and he's not always going to be able to Arizona can play some exotic defenses against him. I like Arizona. You and I disagree on that one. All right. We got three games left. I'm let's, let's just jump right into Dallas Philly. They are the night game. Dallas is a whopping six and a half across the board dog to Philly at home. The Stephen A. Smith special. Will Stephen A. Smith be in the skybox? He should be Jerry Jones' special guest, man. I'm telling you. Six and a half. I mean, at the stinky link. Uh, Jesse, you got. So I really, really, really really want to choose the Cowboys. You did this last week, I, by the way. You started, I, yeah. you started to take the same way, by the way. I know. This is my, it's my new shtick. I really, really, I think, really. Hey, listen, if, if the Cowboys keep winning, we're just going to keep doing the same shit. So I'm about to, really, I'm about to do the exact same take as last week. <laughs> want to take this game. I really have been impressed, like sincerely impressed by Cooper Rush. He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make many mistakes. Some bad throws he makes, he gets away with because they're so bad that, like, no one can catch it. So, you know, they're just, you know, unplayable footballs. And that actually works out because it means you get the ball back for another down. Uh, The running game, uh, what is it, Tony Pollard? Pollard's a beast. I think you play that guy. You put Zeke in for goal line type stuff. I don't even know why they're talking about running two and two. Just let Pollard run the ball. That kid's got legs. He's got a little bit of burst. He's got some power at the line. He can, he can stiff arm guys. I like this kid a lot. And Cooper, again, he's making throws that you are expected to make in high school football games. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm no, not... they've simplified the offense, and it works. Yes, they've I'm really simplified trying... the offense. There's nothing exotic about it. There, it's, it's simple pass and catch. But the receivers are getting open, and he's making the ball go to the spot where the receiver can get it. It's like I said, it's like in high school. You start this rapport with your receivers. You move on in college. It gets a little bit more in depth. And then in the NFL, you've got a 300, 400-page offensive playbook that you got to learn. Well, they've taken that playbook, and they've dumbed it down to like 25 pages. And Cooper is making the plays. He's making the plays. That's the important thing. But here's the other thing. The flip side is the Eagles seemingly look like an NFL juggernaut. They're out there running everybody off the field. They're undefeated. Uh, Jalen Hurts is up for MVP right now. People are talking about him. Uh, A.J. Brown's made such an impact on this football team. The defense is playing very well. Uh, The offensive line is exactly what Jalen Hurts needs out of an offensive line. Give him two to three seconds, and then he can take off if he has to run. But I'm telling you, the thing that makes me want to pick Dallas is that Jalen Hurts has not met a Micah Parsons yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't tell me that Jalen's going to be running away from Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons could catch a, a, a bullet train. Micah Parsons is, is an animal in which the NFL has not seen in a very long time. Maybe not since like a young Khalil Mack. And I mean, Parsons is a beast, and then he lightens the load for that entire defensive line, which means the defensive line can play a little bit more free. They can get after the quarterback. They can fall back into coverage. Jalen Hurts hasn't seen a defense like this Cowboys defense 
I'm going to go Philly. But again, I really don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to go Philly. Uh, the points I don't like. I think it's going to be a close game, like three points. Yeah. I'm not taking the six or whatever it was. I'm not taking the points. I'm going to take Philly with the win straight up. But I would not be fucking surprised to see Cooper Rush running off that field with another win. That, if that happens, you have the amount of shit talking that I'm going to be doing on all forms of social media. It's going to be unbelievable. So um, I am basically, again, following the same template as last week. Um, I am agreeing with a lot of what you're saying, but I think the, the real true focus of my take is the defense and the Cowboys defense is top five right now. If not top three, uh, their defensive backs are playing incredibly well. Diggs is still playing out of his mind. He might be playing better statistically this year than he was last year. He just doesn't have the interceptions yet to show it. Um, the the offensive line's holding up, but it really is that front seven. I mean, that front seven is just, they're making noise. They're fucking having fun. They're beating teams up. They were, and Parsons is getting to the quarterback. He's just, there's no way around it. He's getting to the fuck quarterback. And um, to as something you said here, and I agree, they've dumbed down the offense for Cooper. He's really got about about fifteen fuck fuck twenty five pages. He got twenty five plays in that wristband that they're confident with him running, and a lot of them involve CD Lamb doing crossing patterns or going deep. He loves Noah Brown, which is clear. And he loves to check down. But the thing that he's doing is he's not turning the ball over. They're punting the ball a lot, which we know. Statistically, you can see that. But they're getting stops. And more importantly, they're not turning the ball over. And those are the key things in, in a football game. Just old school football. I believe that if the Cowboys can keep this to a 17-13 type game, Cooper's going to be able to do enough to win this game. I believe this goes old school, gritty, nasty, NFC East, stinky game. I believe the Cowboys can win. I, I agree with you. I believe the Cow. I think the six and a half is kind of high. This feels to me like a three point swing either fucking way. Yeah. This feels like this might be the game where you see some frustration out of that Philly offense on the sidelines. Where we're not seeing them having fun, clapping, and, and, and talking shit. We're seeing frustration out of Hurts, which we saw a lot of last year. We're seeing frustration out of Brown, which we saw when he was in Tennessee on sidelines. So I think that we might see some of that this game because this is their true first prime time game, as opposed to the Cowboys, who fucking every game is a prime time game. So we'll see. I like the Eagles to win. I like the Cowboys to cover. We'll keep it fucking moving here, Jess. We're going to go to your game. We're going to go to the game, the game everyone's talking about. And for some reason, I lost it. I think we all pretty much know the spread. It's the match of all rematches. It's the fucking heavyweight championship rematch. The Buffalo Bills. And you and I were texting about this. I did not find this out until Friday morning. The Buffalo Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite across the board at all of your favorite websites. <laughs> Uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, so this is the first time in his career, Jess, that Mahomes has been a underdog at home. That's Which, insane. It really is. Jess, who you got? 
That's insane. I uh, even, I mean, you think back, a lot of rookie quarterbacks start, you know, and I know that Mahomes didn't necessarily just start right off the bat, but like you would think at some point in time in his early career, he would have been a dog at home. But uh, I, I am everything that I have in my body is saying Buffalo is going to win this game by double. Oh, uh, wow. Double you love the two and a half. I do. Um, it's not that I think that Kansas City is not the second best team in the league, because I do. I think that Patrick Mahomes still has, you know, all the great stuff everybody's been, you know, clamoring about for the last five years. Like, he, Mahomes is magnificent. And to top it off, Mahomes is a good guy. He's a good dude. Like, he would sit down and have a beer with you, and you wouldn't feel awkward. It'd be like having a beer with a buddy. Josh Allen and him have it's a funny rivalry because a lot of rivalries you see like two quarterbacks who maybe don't like each other all that much or two franchises that don't like each other very much. But I am in full effect that the Buffalo Bills respect the hell out of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs respect the hell out of this Buffalo Bills franchise. Both quarterbacks love each other, hang out, they you know, they talk. It comes down to, you know, who's going to make the bigger play. And this is what I'm saying that this, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are starting four rookies in their in their uh, in their backfield or secondary. You're going to throw a whole ton of rookies, four of them, at Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, all the running backs, the the new kid Khalil Shakir, who's out there making one-handed grabs and stuff. You've got all these guys, right? You're going to throw a bunch of rookies. At these, at these, it's like boys to men right now. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs cannot allow Buffalo to pull away because once they pull away, I don't think that this game, they're both teams are offensive driven. The defenses are purely there to get fourth down stops. Turnovers are great. Sacks are awesome if they happen. The, 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 the basic uh, strategy for both these defenses is go make the team go three. Make them punt. Give us our offense the ball back. We'll score. Uh, I just, I just don't think that the defense of the Kansas City has enough firepower outside of Chris Jones, who is a wonderful talent in this league. Uh, they will be able to get to Josh, but like a lot of people do, they get to Josh and they lose him. I don't know how you lose a six foot four, two hundred and forty five pound man, but they lose the guy. He's going to get away. Going to make plays. Going to be broken <laughs> that he makes. And on the opposite side of the ball, Mahomes will have his opportunities to make those plays too. But even though it was an AFC West matchup and Carr and Mahomes know each other very well, the Chiefs didn't look right for a whole half of football. Yeah, you're right about that. Right. For a half of football against the Buffalo Bills, you're going to see yourself down 21 points. Mm -hmm. If not more. So – I'm going Buffalo. I'll take the points, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys in the playoffs. Yeah, um, you are 100% right about that last take. I thought you were going to skim past that, and that was kind of where my head was going to. That When we talked about it last week, about is Buffalo going to have a little bit of jitters against Pittsburgh? Is Kansas City going to have a little bit of jitters? They're looking ahead if you will, when they play the Raiders. And it seemed to me like the Bills did not, and the Chiefs definitely did. They just had a weird a weird game. And, and again, 
to your credit, I was thinking the exact same thing. If the if the Chiefs have a bad half against Buffalo, Buffalo is so finely tuned right now that if you're punting to them two or three times, they're scoring on those two or three times, whether they're touchdowns or field goals. And those 17-point swings are enormous differences, and you're not going to get the mistakes against Buffalo's defense like you did against Vegas's defense. You're just not. Um, you know, but you can make an argument that both of those teams are really urinating on themselves in, the, in that fourth quarter as well of that Monday night game. It was stinky. So I, I, um, I like the Bills by 7 to 10 here. Uh, this is going to be a fucking fantastic game. And, and I agree again with what you're saying. Uh, you hope these guys see each other in the playoffs. And this is just kind of a preview, a nice little taste, if you will. This is the marquee game, Jess. I, I don't understand why this isn't the Monday night game to me. This seems like the game. Um, is there is there a scenario, just to throw it out here, and then we'll keep it moving here. We'll get to some, we'll knock out hoops in like 10, 15 minutes. Um is there a scenario where you see the Chiefs winning? Oh, definitely, 100%. I mean, uh, it, so th- I've been thinking about this a lot, too. Which team should be the more nerve-wracked team right now? And Kansas honestly, I think, I think Buffalo is just, oh, wow. I think Buffalo coming into this game, they, they have a losing record against Patrick Mahomes. They've lost to him twice in the playoffs. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I disagree, and here's why. Because I think they, I look at it more of a, at, a, at a wider scale. At right now, Buffalo's got a pretty good little lock on that division. Miami might be trending down. We don't know what's going on with New England. Um, I, I, we still, you still got all those killers in the West. You still got fucking, uh, I want to say the Raiders, but you still got the Chargers, and we don't know what's going on with them. We still don't know what's going on with Denver. Are they going to turn it around? And we don't know with Vegas. So we, we still don't know if those guys are going to be beating each other up. I'd be way more worried if I'm Kansas City. You can't have a stinky game against Vegas and then lose to Buffalo. That's bad. You're trending down, dude. I'm sorry you're trending down. This and, and the other important thing to think about, too, is even though it's it's not even quite midseason, you have to start thinking about that number one seed. Yeah. You, in the AFC, especially the AFC, you need the number one seed. You need the bye week. You need all your, your all your playoff games at home. Like, there's no way around it. And we're getting to midseason as well here, Jess. So, again, this is when you start to really evaluate. This is when you can evaluate your division and go, listen, we're doing okay, but we're going to have to play them two times. We're doing okay. We'll have to play. We'll have to see them one more time. Again, Miami's trending down. We don't know which New England we're going to get. I already forgot the other team. The fucking Jets are the Jets, so I don't think you have to worry about them. Um, they'll even out and still be a bottom team. I think Buffalo's okay. I think Buffalo's more worried about are we getting that one or two seed. Kansas City fucks around and they uh, look bad again next week or in two weeks versus the Chargers. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, let Let's get to the uh, let's. But so to kind of wrap it up, though, I can see a scenario where Buffalo shows up cold. Yeah. Where Buffalo has some problems getting out of the blocks, and Kansas City goes, "Well, we played Monday. We're still at home." We didn't have to fucking travel anywhere. And they come out, they score 14, 17 real quick. And all of a sudden we're going, oh shit, Buffalo's behind the eight ball here. Let's see, let's see how this plays out. I I, I think that's in play. 
But I, but I don't think that's what happens. No, I mean, I, I've talked about it on the podcast with you before. Josh Allen is a known sluggish starter. He's that first quarter, he can either come out and be on fire or it takes him a quarter and a half before he gets into a rhythm. There's, there's that opportunity where Josh comes out he's throwing some bad footballs. He's, he's frustrated with himself. It takes him a quarter to get, get to where he wants to be. And by then they're down 17, three or something like that. And then to come back against Kansas city, that's a whole nother story battling back and forth touchdown for touchdown or having a like a 10 point lead going in, you know, that's a different story having to come back against a team like Kansas city. I just don't, I don't care how good of a football team you are. I don't think that you do it. So, but still I, I got Buffalo. So. So I'm working on trying to get the <clears throat> lines here for hoops and uh, the lines is kind of being stinky. Like it's not giving me, NBA over-unders. So let me see what happens if I just do NBA over-under wins or win totals. That's so weird. Well, oh, it's why is it showing me the lines here, but not the lines there? All right. Well, the lines is back. All right, Jess, I just want to throw some sexy teams at you here. I don't want to. Let's let's start with, and of course, we don't push – the Philadelphia. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a team right under him. God, there's a lot of really weird ones, Jess. Okay. I'm looking at the Mavs, the Grizz, the Heat, the T-Wolves, the Nets, the Sixers. And then there's some really good teams, of course, after that. But I want to start with these ones. So I'm going to jump right in the middle here, Jess. Luca and the Mavs. Over under 48 and a half, Jess. What are you thinking? That's actually a really good number. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go over, but not by much. I want to pull up uh, the Dallas Mavs roster right now just to tell you what they're working with this year. I don't even care what the roster is. You know why? Because they have they have Luka. Luka. I mean, Luka's good for 45 games. So, I mean. Hey, keep in mind, they, they lost the kid to New York, but they're still working with Bertrands, Bullock, Dinwiddie. Doncic and then my boy Tim Hardaway Jr. Off the and they they got they got players they got players on they got some ballers on that team, and we all know that Dallas at least uh, for a while now has been unwilling to go and really spend crazy money on free agent. So it's basically been Luca and a bunch of you know six men of the year you know candidates you know playing basketball together, but Luca always finds a way to get the job done. I love the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie. I think that him and Luca are going to play well off each other. I think I said it last week, but I want to say again, if there's a team that people aren't talking about that Draymond is going to be traded to, it's the Mavericks. Ooh, I would love to see that, Ashley. I, I, the, the, this feels like a 50-win team, so I, I like the over. Okay. I'm so surprised that the Grizzlies have the same number, 48 and a half across the board here on every website. I, the Grizzlies, to me, feel like a no-brainer 55 to 60-win team, Jess. What do you think over-under on the 48 and a half? No, I like the over. I think uh, Memphis is only going to get better this year. I mean, they had a they had a pretty good year last year. Jaw really, you know, I think that Jaw really blossomed last year. Yeah. And now you got Desmond Bain and some of these other cats that are young, young, hungry guys. And this year they're only going to get better. So I got to take the over on that. Yeah, that feels like a lay down. I we just discussed two guys who I think could both be in the uh, what you would call it the uh, MVP race. <laughs> Either one of those guys, it would not surprise me. They're going to be running out there. Bain, Brooks, Brandon Clark, your boy who we just mentioned, Ja. This fucking team's good. This feels like an, this feels like a fifty-five to a sixty-one team. To me. And I believe Triple J is hurt, so when he comes back, that team's only going to be better. Just the new the New Jersey Nets. 
the Brooklyn Nets, whatever we're calling them now, the NWO Nets. We cannot do a preview without calling them the fucking NWO Nets. 50 and a half. I gut feeling says I want to go below 50. Me too. Oh, God. Is it is Kyrie does this to us? It's really Kyrie. How many games is Kyrie playing? Let's play that game. Yeah. God, Vegas feels really good with that number. That feels like a 47, 48 win team yeah. that's going to be playing for the six, seven, eight seed. And they're going to, they're going to fucking struggle because that's what they do. Well, in both, and in, in, in it's it's been passed around the league a lot already that both Kyrie and KD don't plan on being in Brooklyn after this season. So I don't really expect, I expect them to come out and play, uh, but they're going to be playing very individual basketball and they're going to be playing for the looks of the Lakers or somebody else to try to come pick them up at the, you know, uh, next offseason. I, I love your Lakers comparison, I, I, by the way, because I, I agree with you. I think that these are older veteran teams that go, we just want to make it through the we want to make it through the regular season healthy enough. We don't really care about our win-loss record. We care about what is our seeding in the playoffs. Who is our matchup? Or who's yeah. our first round matchup? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna snag the under on that. I agree with you. We're on the same page there. Uh the Golden State Warriors, 51 and a half, 52 and a half. Let's sit it right at 52. Over under for the Golden State Warriors. Oh, over. This Warriors team is going to be good this year. Even with Draymond? Draymond Draymond, Here's the thing. Draymond Green may have his issues, like personality kind of, you know, maybe like scratches other people the wrong way or whatever. But when it comes to playing basketball, Draymond Green is a true professional basketball player. He goes into the court. He does all the dirty things that you, you can't ask a guy like Steph to do or Clay. Draymond's not he's willing to go get his hands dirty he's willing to throw some bows he's willing to go (laughs) those tough rebounds he's willing to dive on the football or on the basketball Draymond does all the things you want a very good basketball player to do he's going to be just fine when the season starts Jordan Poole's going to be just fine when the season starts I can't wait for uh um some of these young Dominga Wiseman play I there's so many guys what's the center's name Mooney uh no, you said Kuminga or like you said Wiseman or either any of those guys yeah. are good, and they also brought back the other the other kid whose name is Casey right now. But you're right, yeah. they've got bigs. They've got they're great. They're and fucking they're great. Led by they're being led by legendary players. This team's gonna win anywhere from fifty five to sixty games, easy. Yeah, this uh, lay lay absolute lay down. Um, this young team is gonna win sixty two, sixty three games. They're gonna be competing if healthy for that two top two two three seed and also would not be surprised if we see less clay and less dre and less steph because these young guys are going to be integrated integrated into the offense more to keep the older guys healthy for when they get into the playoffs here's the really weird one jess so give me a quick take on this this is the most the line's all over the fucking place, so I want to throw it by you. And this is a team that you and I usually love. Where the fuck did they go? Ah, oh, geez, I lost him. The Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets have a 49, a 52, a 51 and a half, 50 and a half, and a 50 and a half. So let's stay right at 51 and a half for the Nuggets. Gross. I, you know what? This is yucky. Yucky. Stinky in your. Delightful words, stinky. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take the under. I don't think I don't think this Nuggets team is gonna be as good as they have been in the past. I think Jokic is gonna struggle because he doesn't have the talent around him to really 
to really help him out. I think that uh, over the course of the season, you're going to see a very tired Jokic, kind of like in the playoffs. What happened? It was like two years ago. Jokic just kind of dead, man. The guy was just like, man, I can't do this all by myself. This is another – Jamal Murray may come back, but is he going to be the same Jamal Murray he was three or four years ago when he was just lighting people up and it was a two-man show yes. between – do, do the number one what if in the, all of the West is Jamal Murray. If so, Jamal Murray no, comes back in that's that's crime form, that's <laughs> a different story. That's really where my head's at. That's honestly – it's not It's not anyone on the Lakers. It's not Andre. It's not fucking AD. It's – if Jamal Murray comes back and plays 60 games and Michael Porter Jr. can find a way to fuck around and stay in that lineup for 50 games, they're going to be great. They're going to be a top three seed. They're going to fucking be just as good as the Mavs in the regular season. Yeah. But, again, he is the ultimate what if. By the way, much like uh, James Harden, he finally got the James Harden's been in the gym stories. <laughs> when are we going to get the Jokic? Jokic's been in the gym story. Because now we're starting to get into He's been in the league for a few years, but he's still kind of looking fat. He's still kind of looking like he's eating a lot of a lot of fucking carbs. Like he's still kind of looking like he may be fucking smoking a pack of Newports every two days. It's it's that Eastern Euro thing, baby. Uh, maybe that's it. And maybe look at he's... Luca. Look at Luca. Luca. Dude, Luca, the, Luca literally smokes cigarettes at the end of the bench in European you, leagues. He literally these, does. You always have these contributors. Yeah. Like, well, if Luca just you know dedicated himself to the gym for an off season, we'd see Bro, him. Luca ha- Luca has a vape a room in his house. Like he just has a room dedicated to vaping for the finest liquids. Just a so, huge ass like ten person hookah machine, just like sitting. Yeah. But then, but then, like, also, like, individual vaping stations with, like, in, like, bong, yeah, like, bong type hookahs and, like, just every type of fucking flavor. By, like, a buffet of chicken wings. Every Jimmy the Juice Man vape that you can fucking imagine. It's there. You talk about the nerds, the Lucky Charms, the blueberry, the chocolate, pumpkin spice. It's, It's the season, if you will. Um, yeah, when he gets rid of that, when he gets that vaping station, like if you can get someone to get him, he needs the same dietitian that Lamar Jackson got. If he can get Lamar Jackson's dietitian, he's back. Okay, let's do four more of these. Um, I fucking hate this team, so I'll tell you right now, I'm going under, and of course, it has a lot to do with CP3. Phoenix Suns are 52 and a half across the board, Jess, over under. Nah, I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with over. The the Phoenix Suns are. Did you go over? You said over. I'm sorry. Yeah, over. Wow. I, I, think the, I think the Phoenix Suns. Uh, <laughs> CB3. He's gonna come out and he's gonna try to give it one more go. Try to you get five thousand. I, I Devin uh, Devin Booker is still Booker. He's still yeah. a young. They got, eight. They got eight and He's not happy. The eight, trade eight, rumors all all so he's back and you know hopefully hanging out with his buddies in the locker room will make him a little bit happier maybe they'll give him a little bit of headset time he can jump on the old call of duty the modern warfare you know shoot some zombies and stuff and, and with kyler make- him and kyler aren't they both in arizona yeah him and kyler down there in the desert man just hanging out just playing video games and stuff instead fucking of having a good time dude Sipping no I, I, you know and uh little dc little diet coke uh, head coach there has things on lock. I think that he knows what he's doing. He's a good head coach. I think he's a good head coach for those young guys. And and there's talks. Uh, I heard that uh, 
Um, there's a there's a little little rumor going around that we may see a trade and a draft pick. It'll be a Jay Crowder and maybe a draft pick, probably a first round, uh, to the Utah Jazz for Jordan Clarkson. I, if, if that trade goes through, then the bench is even bolstered more. So it, I think that the the sky is still up for Phoenix, but the window's closing because they got to figure out what to do with Aiden. Uh, they have so much in-house issues with that owner and him saying racist, homophobic, sexist shit. for no reason. They're going to have such a weird year. I still don't trust CP3 a year older. I think Aiden's got. I think Aiden's a young dude that's impressionable and has a bit of a weird track record with that coach. And him not being traded, I think, is a fucking issue. I would not be surprised if this team operated like they were going to get KD and they didn't get KD and they're like, well, fuck, let's just roll the ball out there and see what happens. I love the under on Phoenix. This feels like a 45-win team to me. I'm going to throw two more teams at you, Jess, and they're both in the East, and then we'll go with our finals East and West prediction. Are you ready? Let's do this. The Bucks, 52.5 across the board, over-under. Fucking give me my over, baby. All day, right? God. All day. I'm telling you, this is the year of Giannis. Ooh. He's going to be healthy. He's going to play almost Chris Middleton comes back. He's going to play for his chip. I'm telling you, this team, I, you don't even have to ask me who my Eastern Conference team is because I'm, I'm, I'm just basically blowing them all right now. I'm just so mad because I was I was so excited to go all in on the Bucks and be that guy, and you're about to steal all my thunder. No, you know what? I'll, I'll wait. I like that. No, I'm just, it's good. I'm the over. Uh, I love the over and echo everything. Um, this is a Giannis Effie season. This is a Middleton Effie season. This is a nobody believes in us and everybody forgot about us season. I love the Bucks and the over. Now, speaking of teams that have a lot of bullshit in-house, the Boston Celtics are 53 and a yeah. half, 54 in some sites across the board. Uh, they didn't really lose anybody other than, you know, their coach. He was a fucking, I think everybody. Um, over under just 53 and a half. What are we doing here? Uh, Eastern Conference is relatively weak in Boston, like you said. You know, Boston didn't really lose anybody. Jason Jason Tatum's still going to be out there playing Jason Tatum basketball. They're keeping an, an in house coach, smart. they're still keeping got... an in house coach. I think that's big, yeah. And, and, and bringing up a coach from the inside instead of from the outside is a great idea. I think that uh, uh, GM guy, uh, can't remember his name right now, off the top of my head, but. Uh, no, bringing, so it's their former coach. Yeah, it's the former coach. I just can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, bringing in a coach from the inside, I think, is a great way to keep that camaraderie and that that team unity. So I, I don't think that there's going to be anything to say about the play of the Boston Celtics. They will still win 50-plus games. Uh, if you set the bar at, what was it, 52, 53, I'll go ahead and take the over. Yeah, 53 and a half is tricky. This actually is a really good Vegas number. Um, that, that's an absolute Vegas number. I, I, this feels like a 55 to 57 win team. And I, and I feel like if they're having an FU season, a 60 win team. Um, I think a lot of this is going to fall on the hangover and the post. That first 20 games is going to be interesting. But don't forget, Jess, 
they had like a monumental statistically last 50 games last year where they just their their last 50 games were better than anybody else's 50 games by like a fucking landslide so um i i like the over but i don't love it and i would not be surprised if they come out like 8 and 12 or 7 and 13 and people are like well what the fuck's going on with boston is his coach was fucking everybody he fucked the he fucked the game out of the players like, we'll find out <laughs> okay the, we we hit the we hit the sexy over unders. Uh, Lakers by any chance, Jess? Just quickly, why not? Let's fucking do the Lakers. Yeah, let's just we, 40, we gotta... 45 and a half over under. I'm going under. Yeah, there's 40... no, there's no way there's no way Davis plays uh, even half a season. LeBron's gonna sit a bunch of games because he's just an older guy, man. They want him to look good when he does play, so they're gonna give him lots of rest time. Uh, the the guards of Rondo and uh, I can't really Pat Be- no Pat- it's not Rondo it's Pat Bev and it's Russ. Westbrook oh Russ and uh, they can't stand each other they're gonna kill each other before mid season yeah there's literally gonna be fist fights in the locker room between those guys and they're gonna have this team's a mess I don't know what LA is doing I don't know what they're looking at uh, I think that the, just the concept of whatever they're tr- they were trying to do was lost a long time ago I'm taking the under on that. Yeah, the under, and yeah. just to kind of, and to quickly summarize and agree with everything you're saying, this I think their ceiling is like 46, 47 wins. I really yeah. do. Um, I just, I just can't trust LeBron in year twenty or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't trust AD. I don't trust Westbrook. It's a bunch of fucking guys that I don't trust. And the aura of playing in LA, I don't know if it's officially gone, but it's about left the motherfucking building. There ain't many people in there left. Yeah. The and the problem is, is you don't have magic there, making it seem sexy to play there, making LA seem cool to play there. I'll rest in peace. Kobe's not there to do it. We just don't have those. Those you know, Kareem didn't fucking burn bridges with people, so they he's not there. Like. The uh, the sexiness of playing for the Lakers is just not fucking there anymore, and it's unfortunate. No more, and it's unfortunate because it was part of what it was what made the Lakers the Lakers in the seventies and eighties and nineties and aughts, and now it's gone. Um, All right, Jess, give me your finals pick and give me your winner. East West, who you got? All right, so in the West, uh, whether it's popular or unpopular, I got the Golden State Warriors going back to the championship. Oh, Jesus, uh, I yeah, I love Golden State. I love the 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 chemistry on the team. I know that people are gonna be like, "Well, you just got guys fighting in the practice." You know what? That kind of shit happens all the time. Draymond's a competitor. He's highly. He's got a high engine. Stuff's gonna happen, man. I don't know exactly what was said or what was going on, but you know what? I'm not gonna downplay this. I still think that on the court, it's the best team in the West. Uh, I think that it'll be uh, Golden State in uh, Phoenix. Phoenix will once again come up short. Golden State goes to the championship. In the East, I have uh, yet another type of rematch, I guess you can say. I got the Milwaukee Bucks going to the championship, the NBA Finals, yep. to Golden State Warriors. And I got the Bucks defeating the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Championship. That's that's my four teams right there. My finals is the is the Bucks and, and Warriors. And I've got the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Warriors in seven games to win the, the their second championship for Giannis. Yeah, your head, your ear and I had is kind of in the same place. I like the Warriors and either the Nuggets. Uh, or um, the other team you mentioned, the Mavs in the in the in that West, and I got the Warriors coming out in in the West. 
Um, and I got, I'm going to lean, and, and listen, it's controversial. I'm going to lean NWO Nets in the East playing wow. the, playing the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, and you and I are on the same page. I think Milwaukee and Giannis just get it done. And I think we're going to get Warriors Bucks. And I think this is going to be it for the Warriors. I think this is their true swan song. I think this is the last championship of the dynasty. I kind of thought it last series, last championship win. But this, I think that they got enough young firepower with enough gas in the tank from those vets to get it done. After that, I think we're going to see that true passing in the torch here. I think we're going to see Draymond gone. I think we're going to and we're just going to see a lot more. Who knows what happens with Clay? I just we're just going to see a real transition here with that Warriors team. But I agree with you. I got the Warriors winning the championship against the Bucks. That's our NBA pre, uh, preview, Jess, for the season. Of course, you know, every- much like our NFL, we can come back and check it at some time and laugh at it, Jess. No plugs. We went long. We should get out of here. Yeah. Look, guys, uh, hopefully you've been enjoying the show. We, you know, uh, we've been putting in the work, man. We've been doing some stuff. We got a lot of picks trying to make you guys some money. Basketball season's up. Uh, we just did our, our way too early season predictions. Who knows what can happen in the course of 82 games. Uh, but we'll, of course, stick with that and go more NBA once, uh, you know, it starts After to get Thanksgiving. We, we'll bit. get into the NBA after Thanksgiving around Christmas. Exactly. Uh, for now, folks, MMA is terrible and very m- 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 mid. We do have a good card coming up next week, and, and Jay was right at the beginning of the show. There are going to be some banger fights, so we will hit that up next time we do this show. Until then, next, folks, next stay, be safe, enjoy your weekend, and uh, do something fun with yourself. Busy.